You're listening to the World Famous Wire Roof Radio, Wolfcast number 664, recorded January 27th, 2020. Tonight brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringBadges.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style, it's OutMotoring.com. Perfect. Then let's go ahead and get started. Hey, everybody, it's DB in Arizona with a brand new episode of the World Famous White Roof Radio. A little bit late, as I'd mentioned on Twitter before. There's a special treat. We're joined this evening by Mr. Gabe Richard. Gabe, say hi. Oh, hi. Who's that? <laughs> there, there he is. Gabe is back from Miami. Miami. He was in Miami. Hundred thousand dollar cars. Everybody's got them. And uh, uh tried yeah, three hundred thousand, but yes. Yeah. You know, you know, it's a Will Smith song. Come on, man. Ridiculous. Yeah, but he was there. You weren't there for a hundred thousand dollar cars. You were there for the Mini Cooper SE. I mean, if they were right. handing them out, I would have been there for him, but I guess not. Sure. Sure. We're uh, gonna talk about we're gonna talk about the Mini Cooper SE tonight. And that's why you're not getting the show until whenever you're getting the show now, is because all this information was embargoed and Gabe couldn't share it beforehand. You can look at pictures on Instagram. Woo. Oh, but not now. You're hearing it for the first time ever. Exactly. World premiere. World premiere. <laughs> or something. Yeah, that's right. Something. Anyway, we're going to talk about that. We might talk about other things, but probably only going to talk about the Mini Cooper SE. So we're going to, before we get to it, let's do what we always do before we do anything else. So I want to remind you guys, I want to find sponsors here underneath the white roof. Extra speedy fast for you guys, just for old time's sake. I want to talk about our boys over at CravenSpeed.com. Please go to CravenSpeed.com and just click on the find one for your car here underneath where it says Gemini phone mounts. And then buy one for all of the cars in your driveway and garage and install them and stop holding the phones while you drive your car. Thank you very much. Cravenspeed.com. That's it. I like it. Short and sweet. Oh, these people with the phones on there. The, it's it. I don't, I still don't get, and I take advantage of this little spot to use this as my rant time, as I don't understand how people can drive down the road with their phones like they're on a, a, a reality television show holding their phone face up, talking. Well, and the, the crazy Why, thing I see, and, guys, and this is all in like new cars that well, have here's, Bluetooth. Here's the thing that I see more than anything yeah, is yeah. people holding their phones not to their heads like you yeah. do with a phone, but holding in front of their face like they're talking on speakerphone. Yeah, like, like, they're, like they're, they're on a real face, like they're on a reality TV show or something. Do you guys see the same thing? Yes. All right. Uh, I don't. Yeah. No, I don't. Get it's, that. it's insanity. <laughs> well, that's because Gabe's busy looking at Instagram on Apple TV on his car when he drives. It doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, you guys just need to stop doing that. Pair I, don't, I phone, don't understand. Pair your phone to your car, please, and then get yourself a Gemini phone mount. This will keep you legal in all the states where you're not allowed to hold your phone while you're driving anyway. And besides that, it's a really, really nice piece of kit. I'm getting ready to put an order in for one. I can't believe I don't have one on Hank. I'm going to put one on Hank here very, very soon. Because it's on the Roadster, it's freaking brilliant. On the R56, brilliant. You got an R50, R53, brilliant. Just saying. And it goes really good with all the other cars. They make it for like every car now. Just go get it. Cravenspeed, cravenspeed.com. Thank you very much. I'm going to solve my problem and just get a a full-time chauffeur. (laughs) I'll only drive when I want to drive. Okay. You know, when I when I'm sober and don't want to be looking at Instagram. How's that? <laughs> you know what I say is is if you're important enough 
to have to be able to send text messages and talk on the phone while you're driving. Yeah, get a chauffeur, man. Get a then you should be important enough to rate a chauffeur. <laughs> get a service. <laughs> get a service. Yeah, start using Uber or Lyft everywhere you go. Simple. Uh, anyway, let's play some of that news music. Boom. Big news music. Really big, big news music. Hours. This is going to be this is really cool stuff. This is like brand new stuff. This is an actual legitimate thing that Gabe's going to tell us all about. And that's the electric Mini Cooper SE. Yes. Oh, is it, is it my turn? Now it's your turn, Gabe. You're on. That's your cue. So, um, yeah. So let's so let's talk about it. So the 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 Mini Cooper SE is the car that a lot of us have been waiting for. And I think when when it was first released or or announced, a lot of us were just like, "Wow, this is uh, you know, it's it's a it's a retrofit car with." i3 technology uh mm-hmm. it's you know it's it's gonna be like more or less like you know shoehorned into an existing chassis they're gonna be retrofitting everything you know it's man it doesn't really it doesn't really give you a lot of uh you know confidence that so in other words it was a, something special it was a head scratcher for all of us i mean it wasn't a head it was, I, I wouldn't call it a head scratcher because i think it, it made a lot of sense in a lot of ways. I, I wondered why many didn't originally engineer the F56 to do this, you know, coming oh, sure. off of coming off of the, of the uh, mini E program, all they learned from it, um, you know, coming off of, you know, all this momentum, they decided to swing everything into the BMW I program, spent billions of dollars. Well, billions. that's billions cars. of dollars billions with a B on two cars that never sold in volume, the I3, which I, I love, but you know, it's, is a niche product in a lot of ways, even though it's the, uh, let me get my phrases, right. It's the best-selling premium electric car in the world. Oh, sorry. Best-selling, best-selling, uh, compact premium car in the world. Yeah. There you go. So, I mean, anyway, my point is like, it's, it, it, you know, if you look at it in a really, really narrow view, it was successful, but I mean, they spent a ton of money on this car with a carbon fiber monocoque chassis and all this crazy technology, which makes it incredible, but nobody bought it. Nobody wanted it. It looks strange to most people. It looks, it's, yeah, it looks weird. That's why nobody it's actually, it. and, and it seems like, wow, it's really space efficient. It's the same size inside as the old three series, but it means hard to open the back doors because they're suicide doors. There's all sorts of things about the design that make it, you know, okay. Surprisingly well, for mass, most it, people. Mass appeal. Yeah. It didn't have mass and appeal. So, and so, yeah. And so, and so, you know, I, I think, I think a lot of us, myself included, have, have for years thought, man, what a huge, what a huge mess. I mean, that should have been a mini, that should have been mini creating, Correct. you know, it's first electric car. They should have dual path that, you know, that, that, um, development and created something that was less, you know, niche like and, and divisive and something that could work for, mul- for, for both brands and, you know, whatever, whatever they didn't. And so instead what they did is they woke up years later and realized, Oh shit. Mini needs to have an electric car. And by the way, hey, what if Mini was an entirely electric brand? So that last part is kind of funny because they began working on the the the, uh, the Cooper SE a few years ago. And early on in the program, they realized how special this car was. Um, this is a car that they didn't intend to make a Cooper S. Uh, they originally were creating a Mini Electric. 
once they started driving it and getting a feel for the the performance, they actually put the S on. I mean, that was something that they they added because they felt it was so aligned with you know what the mm-hmm. what the Cooper S was all about. And and so that I think gives you a big preview into my my review. I mean, this is a car that is is shocking in the way it it performs. Uh, I think that's the first thing you feel. You know, I know it's an electric car, but it expects you know with Teslas, et cetera, electric cars to be just like insanely fast. But when you get behind an F fifty six, you're in an F fifty six. You don't, at least for me, you know, it it was a very foreign concept at, at first to have this thing be a weapon, literally point and shoot weapon, zero to thirty, okay. like that, and. And even more impressive is its its ability to change direction. You know, I think one of the one of the concerns a lot of people have is, oh my god, it's a it's an electric car; it's going to weigh so much. Well, yeah, I mean, it weighs uh, three hundred pounds more than three hundred pounds um, more than a Cooper S, roughly, give or take some some uh, you know various options. But all of that weight is at the lowest possible point. I mean, even lower than a Cooper S. And so you really minimize the impact of that weight in a big way. And even more interesting is it's not where the weight is in the Cooper S. It's actually 50-50. So this is the really? first perfect weight distribution in a Mini, I think, ever. And so what you're that at home means playing is, the why you're afraid of drinking game. Yeah, the drink. Yeah, yeah. Well, not to mention, like you said, the weight is so low down. It's so um, uh, grounded and and Mm -hmm. the low center of gravity, anyway. Which is on the ground. Yeah, (laughs) you know, (laughs) except the actual height of the car. But yeah, yeah. Well, what's interesting though is they actually raised the car about an inch, and and they did that um, because I mean they could have fit it all in there, but they did that because they wanted to. Uh, really make sure that there was no, I mean, they for, for protection, for lack of a better term here. But it was, it's it's interesting to see the car up close. It, it is definitely a little higher, for sure. Yeah, I, I think the pictures that we've seen, anyway, show there's there's some massive wheel gap there, but. You know, I can I can overlook that. I can get over it if the performance dynamics are there. So it gave and, wheel gap, eighteens, twenties. What's it going to take to fix a wheel gap? <laughs> How much wheel gap well, we talked about? You know, the, the funny thing is, I, this I is the like important it. stuff. This is the stuff that the white refrigerator. No, I, 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 I want to know how much actual no, wheel gap is. <laughs> so, but here's the thing. In all seriousness, I I love the 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 wheels on this car. They're seventeens. They're the ones okay. you get with the um, higher end package. So I'd have to, uh, I think it's with Iconic. So it starts okay. out at 36.9. So I, you know, the 29.9 vehicle is is still well equipped. And frankly, you don't need many more options. I mean, it's it's great. Because um, really all you get with the extra option is a Harman Kardon uh, stereo and a sunroof, basically. Well, that's, that's- Rear bigger screen control, so you get the thing beeps, uh, yeah, power the, fully mirrors, sun and the bigger nav, the bigger nav, uh, yeah. Harman Harman Kardon, and then the mini light interior style, uh, quote unquote. The bigger nav actually only comes in the iconic, which is at thirty six nine. So, um, you know, the bigger nav is awesome. I love yeah, it. The I wheels are great if you can afford it. Um, 
you know, it's stupid, but just buy the iconic. <laughs> if you can, consider yourself lucky and buy the cheap one because it's the same car. Right. So here's the here's the ultimate question then, Gabe, is is should I get one? So I and let me let me give you more of my review because that's gonna answer it. So I when I when it comes down to it, this is a car with uh, 110 indicated miles on the range. I got in my day, it was going to be over 125. Uh, and I drove it a lot on the highway. So that's a fair amount. Yeah. I, and I was not easy on it. Um, so I, I, I really rang it out a little bit, drove it on the highway at least half the time. And I still got, I think it would have been, <clears throat> it would have been over 120. I'm being conservative. It would have been over 125 miles on the range. So does it have driving modes? Does it have green mode? Does it have standard mode? Does it have sport mode? It, not that I saw. It has it has uh, different regen settings, and if it had different modes, to be honest with you, I totally missed it. And, and I could probably, I could probably, I'm sure five people will will tell me one way or the other. Okay, um, I'm sorry, it's probably the, the only that, thing I forgot. The car that you drove, you put 125 miles on it, or it already had 125 miles on it when you started driving it. I it was fully charged. Okay, I drove it like. 80 and okay. according to the range it had based on how I was driving, I would have gotten over 125 miles. Okay. Okay. Does that make Got sense? It. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had to say that slowly for myself. So I yeah. <laughs> make sure I was tracking. Um, but it's, it's a, um, it's, you know, it's not surprising. I mean, BMW and, and obviously now many are, they, they're notoriously conservative with performance figures. So, you know, when I saw that number, I was, I fully expected the, the real number, the real world number to be higher. And here's another question. Did you, did they address the fact that um, it will be reduced by a certain percentage in the wintertime in really cold weather climates? Yeah, they did. Uh, I actually asked. Chemistry. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I've, I've dealt with that on the I3 specifically. And I, I asked one of the engineers who was responsible for the car, uh, can't remember his name spoke mostly German. Whenever you're speaking with the Germans, you know, they kind of just tell you the truth because like, it's not in their nature to like lie about engineering. Right. Right. I just, I love having big bold statements about entire, (laughs) (laughs) but it's a Hey, listen, I think that's a positive thing. It's a positive attribute. Yeah, No, no, it's good. Um, so I asked him, he said, no, no. He said, um, because the, the battery technology is different in this car. The way okay. the way and the way they condition the car as well is much more advanced than the i three. He said that the um, the the winter range would not be nearly would not see the the delta that you see in the i three. The difference would not be as great. Right. right. Um, so while there will be some difference, he said it would be much more minor than the i three. It's not going to be fifty percent like it was in the i three. Oh, the i three is bad. It's, yeah, I've never seen fifty percent, but I mean, I don't know. It's pretty bad. Pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I'll tell you this. I had a, a friend who had an i3, and in the wintertime, uh, she would barely get to work, and she lived about 30 miles away. So she could barely get 30, 35 miles on a full charge on the i3 in the wintertime. Like, she'd have to get there. That's, and that's immediately- real bad. Yeah. That's yeah. Really it was, bad. It was pretty bad in the cold weather. And I think it's it's a combination of, you know, highway miles, cold weather, and running heat you know, using extra energy for that. But that was her real world experience with it. And so that was the, the most troubling part is it was like, it was just barely enough to get her to work. But granted, yeah, I mean, that, 30, 
35 miles away from work is a pretty long way for most people. Well, Kansas City commutes, man. They're pretty legit. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. I know it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think, I think that that, so, so that is not something that you will see on a mini uh, Cooper SE probably for the first 15 years of its life. You know, I mean, obviously it'll eventually batteries may deplete, but um, right. Long, long time long. before that happens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's good to know for at least my, my personal situation here. Yeah. 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 And I think, I mean, to, to answer your question more, like, I mean, you know, look at the, we just talked about the cost, but I mean, we're talking about a car now that I think the range is totally adequate as a second or third car. It's totally fine. Um, and it's kind of ideal in a way because it hits this sweet spot that allows you the majority of people who own minis in the United States, it's their third or fourth car. That's the, that's the data that Mini's given me. And that's why I mentioned it because they, they're really thinking about their, you know, everybody that buys minis and that's well and not just the mini not just the mini that's that's minis in general yeah that's Um, minis in general yeah yeah, that's minis in general and that's that's information that you got from your your interviews with um both the the yeah Yeah. yep yeah yep and yeah so so i think yeah i mean i think that's an interesting stat i i know it's not that's not everybody but i mean you know that is that is certainly some of the folks. And so, you know, when you look at a car, obviously you're, you say it's not for me. Well, you know, there's other people out there that, that they probably did design it for. And I think with the, with the mini E, I think it's very clear that, you know, that's part of my response for many, my response to that for people that are like, it's not for me. Well, my response to people when they say that is it's not all about you either. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, that's true. You know, and that's really the response is like everything does not have to be for everyone. You know, there's yeah. there's, there's different yeah. tastes, there's different kind and of everybody stuff. needs a trophy. Come on, right. that's why there's that's why Mini has like what four or five different models that you can choose from. You don't have to buy. Yeah. Nobody's forcing you. Nobody's got a gun to your head that says your next Mini has to be a Mini E. You know, the SE. Right. Yeah. They well, are. so and I think, but back to back to the original question. I mean, I think when when you when you look at this, I mean, it's a it's an expensive. Uh, I, I'm sorry. It's it's an inexpensive car, in my opinion, for what you get if you're right. the right customer. If, right, and that's exactly. the key thing. If, if this is your everyday car and your commute is 60 miles um, one way, which, by the way, get a new job. That's bad. Yeah, get it. Move. <laughs> that's bad, yeah. Get a new house. Um, <laughs> but mine's, if it is. Mine's 20 each way. So. Yeah, okay. So that, but so if it is, this is not your car. Or, or if you have one car and you're taking road trips every weekend of over you know 100 miles each way. This is not, not your car. car. Not but your it, car. I think but the if reality you're not, of it, if you're not there, and I mean, if and if you need a car that can get you to and from work and and more, um, a b and it's amazing to drive. Amazing to drive. Great quality has a great name, great style, etc. Warranty can go on and on. Um, then this is interesting. But what makes it even more interesting to me is the balance that Mini has has sort of you know gone with here. They didn't go with a huge battery pack and take away some of the trunk that would have made the price, you know, 40 grand. They, they found a sweet spot of under 30 offering a certain amount of range with a certain amount of weight. And now you have a car to me that really hits this interesting sweet spot for kind of like people who want to commute in something really fun. Okay. And that's the thing. I think we can come down to it and say, <clears throat> traditionally for the for the longest time not just many but marketers in general are marketing to the, like the the urban class of people and this 
I think in general is going to be targeted more towards suburban people like myself that we live here. And we both have like a six mile commute to where we go on a daily basis Mm -hmm. back and forth. And we have a garage, a place where literally there's an outlet um, eight feet from the car that you can plug it into every night if you need to. We don't even need to do the, uh, the, you know, the, the fast charge because, and this is something else I'd like to address, Gabe, is a lot of people are like, well, I want to be able to fast charge it. Well, I, from what I saw from the engineers saying that actually deteriorates, if you fast charge it only, you're going to decrease the life of the battery. You should only mm-hmm. fast charge it about one out of every 10 to 20 times. Every, yeah, I think it was like every five times, but, or, well, something along those lines, but yeah, that's, that's true. And I think, um, I, I will say like, there's moments in your electric car experience where you need it to charge fast. Right. Exactly. And, and when you need it to charge fast, you, you, it, you know, and, and you can't, it's, it's extremely disappointing and it's really frustrating. And, yeah. and so, you know, there's, there's a total val- valid point in terms of one in a car that can charge fast. I mean, you know, the fastest one in the market now is the Taycan, the Porsche, um, Taycan, sorry, but you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the chargers that it employs are extremely rare. So really if you want a car that charges fast, has a good range, the only one that's out there is the Tesla. And it's shocking to me that they are after all these years and they will be for quite a while because of the investment needed to, to build that infrastructure. But, um, you know, that's where Mini's behind. I mean, that's, so that's where, you know, you look at this and say, great, it can charge at 50. Awesome. Well, good luck finding one. A, B, finding one where you're going, and then C, finding one that's working without like another car parked on it. Right. That was my experience with the i3 when I did uh, I did an article um, uh, about a year ago, or so with the i3s, and I did a road trip to Wisconsin, and it was it was one of the cars with the uh, generator in the back, the little more or less the range know, like, extender, <laughs> a little motorcycle engine. <laughs> Yeah, that that you would would literally turn on and it would it would allow the batteries to charge. Um, I could not use the fast charger. I had I had looked on the app. It said it was working. It was available. It was at the end of my trip or the middle of my trip. It would have been perfect. I couldn't, and so therefore I could only eke out like <clears throat> a little bit of extra range, and that like good old chainsaw engine kicked on. On the, does it sound like a chainsaw running in the boot there, Gabe, or what? Uh, pretty much. It pretty much does. <laughs> okay, it's so bad. I, don't, I don't know if I want it. So I don't know if I want the range it, extender. It's not, not necessarily a chainsaw. It sounds. It sounds like a ah uh, boy, like an like an angry weed eater or something. Like, you know, like <laughs> he's not, not kidding either. Like, it's a two cycle. I think it's a two cycle engine. I mean, no, no oh, kidding. Yeah, you have, oh, yeah. to mix, have to mix oil in the fuel. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's bad. <laughs> Try to make your own diesel. Which is why they abandoned that, you know, whole idea. You know, this would be a really nice spot for us to take a quick break and remind you guys about one of the other fine servers here underneath the white roof. And that, of course, our friends over at outmotoring.com. We love these guys. You love these guys, too. You know why we love outmotoring.com? Because they have a really wide, large, varying selection of Aston Martin parts. No. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. He was waiting for the laugh, and I just had to. I was a little slow on the uptake. <laughs> That's okay. I was waiting for anything, but everybody's ignoring me. We're dealing with other technical issues during the show. So, anyway, iMotoring.com. Go over there, check these guys out. You guys, I tell you guys about iMotoring.com like twice a month. And I know you guys spend all your money at iMotoring.com as it is already or at uh, Craven Speed, but I know you do it over at iMotoring. But just listen, because there's one or two of you that maybe haven't. And let me tell you why you're going to go over to outmotoring.com to spend your hard-earned money. First of all, reward, rewards. That's right. Aaron has gamified buying mini parts so you can get points. Sweet. Everybody likes to get points. Aaron's going to make sure you get the right parts for your car. You're not going to go in and uh, have an R56S from 2012 and end up with spark plugs from a 2005 Mini Cooper. He'll make sure that doesn't happen. Uh, mini club support. Are you part of a mini club? Are you putting on a mini Cooper event? Are you looking for some kind of support? You shoot him a message and he says, yeah, sure. You might get something out of the swag closet. You might get a gift certificate. You never know. And he almost never says no. Uh, free shipping on most of your orders as long as you spend like 200 bucks. 100% happiness guarantee. And do you need to pull something with your mini? Aaron's got you covered there with mini do more. A hitch for your mini. Click that. Show you how to do it. Very cool stuff. Also, I want you guys to make sure that when you're on the outmotoring.com webpage, I want you to click where it says newsletter sign up and your email address. Aaron sends out, I'm not kidding. It's like he goes on spurts and it's it's really kind of funny to watch, but you don't get spammed from him in email. You know, you sign up for like Skechers or somebody else. Like Skechers, I had to like add them to spam because I was getting five emails a day. It was ridiculous. Aaron, you get like, I don't know, <laughs> two emails a month from outmotoring.com it's awesome but one of them has your five percent discount code very cool stuff click over there do it now outmotoring.com spare tires are what you're going to want to get you guys got bad weather you got spring coming up maybe you're planning on driving to las vegas to hang out with todd and gabe and i and a brand house and maybe gabe um and chad uh it's going to be awesome you want a spare tire for me click over there aaron's now selling spare tires done uh you guys got crappy weather full line of car care products at motoring.com not to mention all the cool stuff that you want for your your person the hats the shoes the watches all of it mini cooper branded all of it legit oem official stuff just like you got it at the parts desk because outmotoring.com is your parts desk in the cloud go over there today please don't forget click over outmotoring.com mini performance speed and you know what we're gonna go right back to that little mini cooper scooter thing I'll link this up in the show notes. I'm surprised he still has any of these left. Uh, that's outmotoring.com. Boom. Gabe, did you get this? Tell me you got this for one of your children. The What's little that? mini Cooper, the, the, the mini Cooper, where'd it go? The mini Cooper pedal scooter that Aaron was selling over at Outmotoring. Uh, no. Did you see no. this? The little JCW go-kart pedal go-kart? Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, no, I, they, they have a, they have a, a electric Tesla. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 which is dangerously fast, I might add. There's actually a review of it on Bimmer File. Oh, is that really? Oh yeah. I'm gonna have to go look for that. No, the this little this little pedal thing. I know your kids are getting bigger now, Kate, but still, honestly, I'm I'm thinking about picking this up for my grandkids. This is dope. Do it. Anyway. Outmotoring.com. Go check them out. Thank you. Speaking we of were, electric things, speaking of, speaking of electric things and Teslas, yeah, we were Gabe talking got, about the Mini Cooper E that Gabe got to drive down in Miami. So I should I should consider this, and, and I'll just give you the background, is that uh, my lady friend's looking for, for a next vehicle. 
um, to replace the uh, roadster the daily driver. We may keep the roadster, figure out what to do with that. But um, it's just like, okay, it's time for something a little different, a little comfortable, whatever. And the electric seems like it's going to fit the bill because she drives six miles back and forth to work every day, parks underground where there is uh, charging stations. Nice. And, uh, she works at a, at a, at a college. And uh, so she could charge while it's at work. It'd be full charge. Not that it makes a heck of a lot of difference either way, but just to keep the thing, you know, yeah, always charged or whatever. And it seems like yeah. we could do do away with gas. And it looks like it's going to cost about 300 bucks a month to, to have one of these. Yeah. And I just yeah, think it's a no brainer. It's a, yeah, they don't really have any lease deals that are, that are crazy attractive, but the actual financing and the cost of this thing is pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, it just um, seems pretty ridiculous that that yeah, can get and it I down. Think, I th- yeah, and, and I gotta say, Todd, for for that scenario that you just described, I I don't, I can't think of a better car. We're the perfect, the perfect customer, and and it for me, it's just like a, a dip in the toe into the waters of a electric vehicle. You know, the world of that. I don't want to spend a hundred grand on a Tesla to drive six miles a day. Hmm. I mean, or twelve miles a day. That makes no sense to me. To spend that much money, but this it does. Like it's a mini. We we love everything. We, about lo- the we love everything about the mini. I love my F fifty six. It's my second one. Um, you know, actually, it's the third one in the household. She had a oh, the trait. She had a Cooper for a while. Yeah, it's our third F fifty six. Although <laughs> the the first one ended badly. She just did not like that car at all. Um, the first Cooper. Right, but, I remember that the twenty fifteen. But uh, she likes my car quite a bit and is very interested in this. So I think we're going to be the target audience for the Mini Cooper SE, like the suburban family where the car parks in a garage at night. It can plug in, charge, you know, in a regular electrical outlet. I'm not interested in getting the, the big dog. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We're, we're seriously you mean considering. the mini wall connector or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. The big, the, the big, uh, the fast charger. However many kilowatt it is that they they call it, right? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that, um, and you can manage that. I mean, you know, normal plug overnight, you're fine, especially given the the distance you have to travel. Well, and um, the other thing too I, is that it, yeah, she comes home from from work at like let's say between six and seven o'clock in the in the evening, and then doesn't leave until uh, maybe seven thirty. So. A good twelve hours later, it can sit on a charge for twelve hours, and I'm like, yeah. "There's no need for a fast charger then, because at twelve hours you can almost get a full charge from. Imp- I mean, from from whatever it is, it seems yeah. like it'll be a, a a really good scenario for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I agree. I think it's great. Um, as, as long as I, you sure. know, you're saying it's fun to drive, it's awesome. <laughs> it's it's really it's really awesome. <laughs> It's not as fast as my JCW, though. I mean, zero to sixty is six point nine. I'll bet you. Well, that, so you're going to completely. That, that's such a misnomer. You're zero going to thirty. To, it's going to blow my car away. It's right? going to blow yeah. your mind. It really is. <laughs> you're going to love it. Like I, I predict, smiles, smiles and giggles. <laughs> I, I, I should, so here's the other question: Should I first get the stock in Pirelli? You know, because I'll be going to tires. <laughs> Uh, that, that is a valid point. Uh, I, I would say, I yeah. will say this, I will say this. I, I really want you to get the iconic yeah. package because I just want to see more of those wheels in my life. Yeah. Okay. I figure I mean, why not? Right. I, I used to, I, when I first saw those things, I was like, Oh God, don't tell me they finally did it. 
but I got to tell you, man, in person, I love them. I love asymmetrical wheels. There's something about them that I like. And the uh, currently Mini has a couple of them. Uh, the Mini Yours, the ones that kind of look like Union Jacks. Mm-hmm. There's there's quite a bit of asymmetry going on there because the Union Jack flag, of course, they decided to stick with that design. And I'm like, it's it looks really cool in person. It's You have to take a, a double take on it. And I, I like that about the electric wheels. There's asymmetry to them, and they look like giant plugs, and people kind of go, what the hell is that? I mean, mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Yeah, no, totally. It's cool. It's it's really cool, and, you know, it's unlike anything else out there, which is another cool thing. And and, and it actually, what's interesting is they actually um, do the same thing that, like, you know, most electric car wheels do, which is kind of scoot the air you know around the wheel um but the way the design is you, it doesn't shout that it's an aero wheel right right are they are they narrower tires on this car like most electric cars are or are they pretty much standard i mean can you put any no, mini wheels on this they're the same uh, you know that's a it's a good question um i think I know, like 17 the- 45s i think i think they're the same i think they're 205s Okay, okay, because I know the i3, for example, had, like, the really skinny, like, yep. almost bicycle-sized tires. I mean, they were yeah, narrow. they're super funky. Really, really narrow, like, five or six-inch tire. I mean, mm-hmm. narrow, narrow tires. So I was curious whether they do this, do that here also, but I think they probably decided to, you know, keep the mini handling that feeling. And that's something you've said that they really kind of shot to do on this car mm-hmm. is to make it fun. And that's from, you know... What I'm hearing is this is a fun car to drive. It's a mini. It drives like a mini. Yeah, it totally is. It it it, it feel. In fact, I would argue it feels more like a mini than you feel on most minis. <laughs> okay, so here's my really? next, here's my I mean, next it, it question. Sounds, it sounds ridiculous, but I mean it. It's no. the center of gravity so low. It's so quick. I get that. It changes direction like that. So, do you know, did they say anything, or do you get any gut feeling that they're going to kill the plug-in hybrid version of the Countryman completely? No, no. They, they're, they're, it's going to see out its... Uh, it's got... I mean, 80% of all Countrymen sold in, in like, Scandinavian countries are hybrids. Okay. okay. I mean, it's, it's extremely... It is an extremely well-received car. In fact, I think it's... I believe... I can, well, hold on. I'm going to give you the, the stats. They may shock you, actually. And so in, in the UK, it's 20% of all sales. Uh, and, and it's basically between 20 and 30% in Europe of all sales. Mm-hmm. And in, in the US, I want to say it's like one in five or something like that. Yeah, it, it may be. And you want to know the crazy other stat that I heard, and this was like through dealers also, is that something like some ridiculous number, and I'm thinking it's 70 or 80% of plug-in hybrid owners never plug their cars in. Yeah, yeah, it's all yeah, that's true. I've it's seen ridiculous. that. And I'm like, you're you're wait, why buy the plug-in hybrid if you're never going to plug it in? Yeah, that's and, one of the reasons why they want to they want to have this inductive charging work. Um, right, it makes for more sense for lazy, you know, idiots. I mean, people who uh, don't ever <laughs> charge their cars. <laughs> well, and we talked about this a while ago, which I think is one of the problems with the adoption of of you know the the slow adoption rate of electric cars and people getting used to that is because how many people do you see in the world, and I see this every day of my life, in the morning, first thing in the morning, you see people scrambling looking for chargers for their phone. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you people? What was, what was the nighttime for? 
I know. What are you doing? <laughs> what, are you not sleeping? Are you using your phone all night, not on a charger? You know, one, of the, members, I know. one of the members of the household here does the exact same thing. It drives notification. me crazy. And her phone's almost dead at like nine o'clock in the morning. I'm so going. Gosh, what? What? It drives what, me. What? It drives me nuts. My, I, I. One of the things I'm, I'm teaching my children amongst all the various important values that we as humans need to adhere to, uh-huh. is something I call ABC. Always be charging. Charging. Franklin Gary Flynn Ross. And <laughs> there you go. And and you know it's funny because there's a lot of people that say like, oh, you gotta you know, wind your battery down. It's better for the battery, yada, yada, yada. Not Um, anymore. Apple's taking care of that for you. Not anymore. And, and really from what I can tell these, these, uh, these cars are the same way. I mean, you know, yes, you don't want to do fast charge continuously, but you you don't need to worry about the cycling of batteries anymore. And, and I think the other thing that's important to note is BMW has this history. And I I only know this because I've talked to the engineers about it. It's not just a fact marketing would never say this. But they have this history of being very conservative with the with the with what they get out of their batteries. Tesla gets more out of their batteries, for instance, in their cars than like a company like Porsche because they don't adhere to the same quality standards and you know sort of quote unquote tolerances, and and they wring everything they can out of it because part of their their entire identity is that we are a company that is essentially beta testing the software with you. And if right. you want to be an early adopter, you'll come along with us. And, you know, for a lot of people, that's great. And you get more miles and you know, whatever. But um, but BMW has the opposite view. They want to protect their consumers in every possible way. Now, maybe sometimes that's bad. Sometimes it, it gets in the way of, of a great product. But it's a fact. And, and, and if you look at that fact and realize that this car is conservative in the way it cycles its batteries, it means that the battery will probably last longer, which is another reason why... Um, you know, BMW's put a uh, hundred thousand mile eight year battery warranty on this as well. It's huge. Interesting. That's very, huge. very interesting. Then I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm eager to see it. I think it sounds like a lot of fun. I think it sounds like a, a perfect car for a lot of people, not for everyone. And like I said, if if for some reason you're like, oh, I could never live with this car because I drive 30 miles a day to work each way. And, blah, blah, and I'm like, well, it's not for you. then. That's not for you. Yeah. It's not about you either. <laughs> go, go look at <laughs> Nissan Leaf or save your pennies not and get a Tesla. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. But the, don't buy a Nissan Leaf. Oh, my God, that car's hideous to look at. Yeah, it is. And I think the, uh, the other thing, too, is to look at what else is on the market in this kind of uh, arena of price range and and distance there's a lot of things coming on the market i mean the kona has one it's a mm-hmm. hyundai right mm-hmm. kona um that's pretty desirable i haven't heard many reviews about it yet other than the specs are good on it i don't there's think always a, there's the jag i-pace uh, audi's got something yeah but we're talking expensive. Got something we're talking expensive. all expensive cars. no even the kia is expensive these are all very expensive cars well not except compared, for the nissan leaf like yeah not compared to the mini at thirty thousand dollars i mean your, your, oh, your kona is going to be competitive in there it's going to be in your thirty yeah. forty thousand dollar range so um for that matter so my question is gabe like you said it, and many they've been hinting at this for the last couple of years the last two to three years of becoming not necessarily an all electric company, but mostly electric. Mm-hmm. So do you think that this mini SE 
that, that's coming out here in just a couple of months. Mm-hmm. We're going to see it. It's it's what going into production in March, and we'll see it in dealers soon after. Um, do you think that more models are going to come down, or are we going to see new models that'll be electrified? So they're going to be um, the small car, the smaller mini, the next generation. I'm told will be a hundred percent electric. Okay, which, which is, is good. Shocking I think, in a way. Twenty twenty three is what you're looking at, and they have an enormous amount of work to do. I don't even know. I mean, I, I still still doubt it to a degree. They're going to yeah. do that. The larger minis will not be. Uh, larger minis are going to continue on based on BMWs, um, very similar to what they are now. So, and that's something too that I've I've seen kind of alluded to by uh, different executives at BMW and Mini, both about how JCW could it survive as an electric brand, you know, because yeah. you're saying the smaller versions of the car. So the hardtop, for example, the, the right. three-door hardtop that we all, you know, love. JCW love is car. quite a well-selling vehicle now for Mini. And uh, can yeah. we retain that by going to an electric version of a JCW? Uh, yeah, and I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a huge, huge change. And yeah. I I will say I think the product is is good now. I think it'll be great in about 10 years. Yeah. I, I, I think the concern I have is, you know, we're in this, we're in this uh, maturity curve right now. And we're not mature yet. And we don't have chargers everywhere and it still takes half an hour to even get 80%. Uh, well, it's not know, mature think until either end of the spectrum, either in the manufacturing standpoint and the consumer standpoint, we're still very immature about mm-hmm. that and people just aren't ready for it. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it. I agree. And I think, you know, I think that, that it's going to be tricky. I, and I predict we're going to have a lot of fallout and some companies get bought, sold, merge, maybe go bankrupt in the automotive industry over the next 10 years because of that fallout. And, and, you know, knock on wood, let's, let's hope many successful in this, but I mean, a lot, a lot is at at stake. If you had a company, I mean, that's the gamble you have right now is how much resources do you put into and how soon, what's the timeline for moving to this electrification? It's like, you're going to make a majority of your money from that, like, when is that going to be? And I've always said it's not as soon as a lot of people have been saying over the last few years. And all of a sudden this year, we're seeing everybody slow down. Even BMW saying, no, 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 it's not going to be a fully electric company. We're still going to have at least 40 to 50% uh, uh, gasoline-powered engines, right. you know, internal combustion engines. We're still going to continue to offer that probably for the next 20 years. And I saw that as a direct quote. Now, who knows what's going to happen in 20 years? A hell of a lot can change in technology and battery technology and consumer demand. I mean, we, we saw what happened with small cars. Mini has gone from being a really great selling small car in the United States in 2002 to, you know, here we are 18 years later. Nobody gives a shit about small cars anymore. Nobody wants them. I'm saying nobody, but... Yeah, but we know why that is, though, and, and that's going to be a topic for another day, and it's just because gas is too cheap, right, Gabe? No, the, no but there's so many. <laughs> but some, right, well. Gabe, what I'm saying is that, that whatever the number of factors have changed, 18 years later, things are completely different than they were, okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, you know, 18 years from now or even 10 years from now, we have no clue of what consumer tastes, you know, what direction they're going to go. We can guess, 
And I think that's the hard part for auto companies now is they have to guess what's going on. And I think what's what's going to happen next is we're going to see the the complete capitalization of of the data from cars. You're going to see all kinds of car companies start to realize that they have to really capitalize on gathering as much data as they can from each of us as we're well, they already driving. do. Yeah, they already. Yeah, I, I realize that. And and so what they're going to do is like they're not going to rely on dealers anymore for that information. They're going to get this stuff right from the cars. They're going to figure out how we're using our cars, and they're going to target that for what kind of cars they're making and what kind of cars they're trying to get us to buy because of our lifestyles and our habits. And just like any marketing is doing, any digital marketing now is mining that data. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. what car companies done have they have not mined that data properly over the well, last ten that, years. That's that's very true. I but I, I also think that it's you know it's it's data that it's it only tells you so much because I mean you know you're you're you can't see the future if you're looking through the lens of the past. And so right. you know, if you're right. if you're if you're just seeing the data. So I guess the point is, I mean, it, I, I think you're right. I think they're they're already beginning to do that. Some automakers more than others. Um, but I do think that it's a lot of this is going to be down to European regulations. Um, they are incredibly stringent and many is many needs to be efficient for BMW as BMW sells cars that are larger and just emit more CO2 for instance. So that is another factor that we haven't taken into consideration is what, what happens when companies like, you know, say, say England says, Hey, we're outlawing in these areas. You have to have an electric or at least a hybrid car. Yeah, you know we're, we're not going to allow. Yeah, we're not going to allow internal combustion engines anymore, just for environmental reasons. Okay, That's so that is another factor that will force us into that paradigm shift of what we're used to in automobiles as we go. Okay, and because I've seen, <laughs> you remember five years ago, everybody's like, "Oh, Uber and Lyft are gonna, nobody's gonna own cars anymore." Well, bullshit to that, because uh, now studies are coming out after Uber and Lyft have been happening for four or five years. Mm-hmm. Not only are there not fewer cars on the road, there's more cars driving more miles on the road, like adding more mm-hmm. damage to the environment. So that it, it's kind of like it's a useful thing in the world, but it's not going to replace each of our own cars in our lives. Well, so, yeah, I, it's, yeah, it's not, and it's certainly not going to replace cars for most people. So yeah, totally. Right. I mean, I think that's totally, but anyway, totally so all of, all of those things are factors that are going to drive these changes and these shifts in technology and electric cars. We're going to see how many does with this and, and how well I think they, they keep hyping. We've got so many people interested in this car, 90,000, you know, people interested in it around the world or what at the 90,000, yeah. but it was, it's quite a few. Yeah. Uh, so, and, uh, you know, I have one more question for Gabe because I know he has to go. It's got an early morning tomorrow. Uh, but, Gabe, when can we expect to be able to actually buy this car? Uh, March is the on sale date. I mean, Todd, what, what do you know the exact on sale date? Uh, I don't know the exact date, but I know it's going to be late March. It's supposed to be yeah. before the end of March. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a Friday oh, or Saturday. So fairly but, soon. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. Real soon. Yep. It's coming nice. Very cool. It means for sale in every state. Um, not every dealer will stock them. I'm sure some some will be less interested in this car as others and then others. But 
Um, you know, certainly there'll be probably one on hand at some point, and if if not multiple in some dealers, I mean, obviously. I know my dealers got two pre-orders already, like deposits. Wow. Literally, people have put money down on this car that they don't even know about yet. Yeah. I, mean, I would expect the bulk of them to go to the coast. Yeah, and, I would agree. I would agree. And California Gabe, has to be by far the biggest market. Have we confirmed the 110-mile range just to, to finally yep. put a bullet point on that? Yep, 110 miles. Uh, again, uh, that is that – is The EPA. The way many has – the way they, they rate that is it's like at, on a mountain – in cold weather. Okay. Well, that's, all right. That's kind of what I was told. It's like it's like 110 miles in a very worst case scenario. Got well, it. So, and I think it, it, coming out in spring is going to be the most helpful thing they can do <laughs> yes. because it's going to be a while before he, people hit that cold weather. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And even then, so, as I said, cold weather is not supposed to affect it the same. But excellent. There you go. Gabe. Thank you very much, sir, for your time tonight. I really appreciate it. Mr. Gabe Bridger, yeah. everybody, motoringfile.com. Stop posting links to other websites for Mini Cooper News. Just go yeah, to motoringfile. Yeah. People that? make me insane. Stop uh, doing that. Unless that? you're doing it right. just to make just to make us laugh because you think it's funny. Um, but really, just go to motoringfile.com, please. Thank you, Gabe. Appreciate it. Have a great night. Anyway, we're back. Um, thanks, Kate, for joining us. As always, motoringfile.com. Appreciate the information. I don't know how much we actually got there, but it's very exciting stuff. Of course, for all of your Mini Cooper SE uh, needs, desires, whatever, before you get them to the dealer, just keep checking motoringfile.com for all that information. And if you've got questions and you want answers, shoot them over to Gabe. He's got like direct access to all the Mini USA people. I mean, he should. They flew him to Miami. We have access too. We just don't. Uh-oh. We just don't abuse that those privileges. We, we just don't abuse it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm 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 kind of excited for this car. I'm kind. Of, I mean, it's a car that I can't drive. So uh, because it only goes the range is only 110 miles, right? And for example, today and this is typical. Um, my drive to work can take as long as um, I could spend as long as two hours in the car. Well, and here's the thing for you, DB, is think about it in the summertime in Phoenix, right. Arizona. Is right. if, if your 18 mile commute is going to take you an hour, okay, right. you're going to be sitting there draining the battery because you're, you know, the air conditioning is going to be running. Exactly. This it's is what I'm thinking. So, with the, terrible range. Oh, terrible range. And if I get stuck in, like, if there's a barbecue or some knuckle breather decided to, you know, send a text message and close down the entire freeway because uh, they don't know how to drive and text at the same time because nobody can, then. Yeah, this car obviously is not going to make it for me. Right. But that's okay because you know what? It's not about me. But Uh, hey, White Roof Radio listeners, I've got your back because we are seriously considering it here in our household. uh, Dude, I think it sounds like a perfect car for you guys. I think it does. I think it sounds like fun. And we're kind of like, you know what? Why not? Why not? Why not is is kind of our our question here. And and the discussion we had, and I love that we've got a follow-up over on... uh, uh, on, on our app. What's our app called? Oh, the Flick Chat Room the thing. Flick Chat Room. And by the way, if, you, if you're if you not there yet, you can go, go join the Flick Chat. Occasionally, there's some good discussions. But anyway, we got a response back when we talked about a couple of weeks ago about not needing a large car and uh-huh. how many options there are out there for, hey, I want to buy something or I need to get something from A to B and I've only got a Mini Cooper. Dude, there's a lot of options and they're not very expensive. A lot of options. Oh, yeah. A lot of options. I mean, you go to Ikea and then down at the, you know, they're like oh, yeah. at a couple of services. They're like, hey, here's a couple of delivery services that'll even come and put it together for you. 
Yeah. How great is that? Yeah, exactly. Because you know, know. putting together IKEA furniture is usually a relationship ender for most people. <laughs> most couples I know, putting together IKEA furniture together is a pretty much a relationship really road quick, bump, at least. <laughs> really quick, your your pal DB is going to come to the rescue. Let me tell you how to get past this road bump. How to get past your IKEA issues? So it's to take ten seconds. You need a battery operated drill, and then you need that five millimeter Allen bolt attachment. <laughs> Trust me. Just just don't. Don't do this with hand tools anymore, kids. Really. Yeah. Do not. It's time to graduate pro-level IKEA assembly. Use a, a, an electric drill. Yep. Save you a lot of time and uh, frustration yeah. and cursing. Exactly. And uh, we're going to go and call it a show. Before we do, I want to just step in because I'm catching a lot of grief from you guys, and, I don't, and I'm all about it, for putting a big car in my garage. I'm going to come back to that next show or i'm gonna make it a post or a dv mini no we don't have time this week uh, and i'm not really prepared but i know you guys i'm i'm catching the i'm catching the flack and i get it and i understand your argument and i lived your argument for a really long time and i have an argument back that you guys won't understand for 10 or 15 years <laughs> so you're not boat people <laughs> I'm telling you right now, it's and the only I'm gonna tell you right now. You know why we have a you know why we've got a big car in the garage now? Because we're fucking old. <laughs> hey, I'm old too, and and we have a big car uh, temporarily. The in-laws are in actually in Phoenix for the winter. Oh yeah, and nice. we've got their countrymen here because oh, the, isn't that isn't that nice getting in and out of the countrymen instead of having to fall in and climb out of the mini? I gotta tell you, it's been sitting in the driveway collecting snow for the last. Mm. <laughs> We're not driving it that much because, oh. you know, eh, it's okay. But, you know, it's a two-year-old countryman with 9,000 miles on it. Oh. We're like, we need to put some miles on this while you guys are You need now. to put some miles on that, dude. Oh, yeah. But I also have to carry old people. Yes, I like, get it. I get I got to carry my folks. And I'm just going to keep coming back at this. The mini sucks to carry bicycles. And I don't have the money, not in the budget, to put a, a, a hitch on the back. Anyway, this is going to be a topic for a whole nother show. Don't worry. We're going to. We're going to take care of it later. Good point. But we're going to be done. Um, let me direct you now, if I may, before we finish up, motoringbadges.com, if you'd be so kind. Please open your hymnals to motoringbadges.com. And look at the new item that's there. There's a new item at motoringbadges.com. The collection. Well, oh, yeah. The, didn't we talk about this? I posted on Twitter. You did. So, so if for you collectors out there. Because I know you guys are out there. If you haven't gone over to motoringbadges.com yet, Todd will sell you one of every mini, uh, mini takes the stage badge, like a whole set. From 2006 through 2020. Because Todd was the official badge maker for all of them. <laughs> it's it, he, he made, that was his, they, they, the mini was, they said, Todd, we need badges, we need stickers. And he went, okay, here you go. Right. At least a there few years. At least a few of those years they did. At least a few of those years. Yeah, exactly. The other ones he just copied. Anyway, um, go get the whole set. And also, get your 2020 stuff over there now. Yep. And hey, for every order of $50 or more, use the code FREE for free shipping. Oh. Actually, yeah, you got to use the code. I'm not just going to automatically give it to you. So you got to do a little bit of work there. But hey... Spend fifty bucks and it's easy to do. Get yourself a set of that and, a, and an extra something else. Well, you get you get your door badges first of all. Yeah, yeah. takes states, or you got to get your 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 grill badge. It doesn't really matter what you got to get. You got to get your mini takes estates stuff so that you're ready to go. That's over at motoringbadges.com. What was that coupon code again to use there, Todd? Free for orders at fifty dollars or more. Use the code free for free shipping. Boom. 
but you got to spend a lot of money. Go do it now. You While you're there, don't forget, Todd will make you up some really cool rally badge with your name and a flag. Yep. Those are super dope. Oh, and coming and, soon, coming yeah. soon, which they, they aren't there yet, but they're they're done. I'm just kind of waiting for the Mini Takes Estates announcement to happen here. But uh, I've got social media tags you can get for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Dude. So if you want people to follow you on... So any- you can make me a rally badge with like the Instagram icon and my Instagram yeah, name? exactly. It has the Instagram icon in full color and your name after it. Oh, dude, that'd be and, rad. And for 10 bucks, for, for 10 bucks a piece, you can get this with whatever you want on it, your, your tag handle, whatever you want to call it. So people can follow you and you can get more, you know, followers. And it's going to be yeah. great for many takes estates for people who are like, Hey, I take a lot of pictures. I've got a really, you know, really kick-ass Instagram page. Here you go. This is the way for get, you know, to get people to follow you and, uh, to Super get more rad. friends. I mean, it's, it's, everybody needs more people to follow on Instagram. So you exactly. Know, that sounds super awesome. You'll probably see those in about a week. So keep an eye on the White Roof Radio. Keep an eye on White Roof Radio Twitter because White Roof Radio Twitter is the official motoring badges promotional uh, instrument. <laughs> kind of. Stupid Facebook. Yeah, it's there. And so then stupid Facebook. If that's the only place you go, go following. Go follow motoring badges. Go like motoring badges on Facebook for me. Yeah. And you'll get the updates. By there you me. go. You could do that too. That's, and we again, don't send out a lot of spam. We don't spend out spam or anything like that. So just no. go like motoring badges on on stupid facebook if you if that's where you live there you go done and done motoringbadges.com because you know blank is born oh also if you guys want this before me take states because it's going to be hot if you use the contact form tell todd that you want a white roof radio center of delete kit tell him what your car what color you want that for send him 100 bucks he will send you a giant decal to cover your center for make your air conditioning work in the summertime kick ass that's my motoring badges hack it's my favorite one because it's, it's it's a brilliant piece. It really is. I've had that on every car with a sunroof. I have one car with a sunroof. But anyway. One today. I just installed one today. For it's a- so rad. Yep. Oh, what did you just do? You did something bitching. Was it the, I wrapped the, the roof. silver? Was it the white roof on the Crunchman? Yeah, I wrapped an entire roof. And then I wrapped an entire roof today on the Clubman. So that, Dude, you, you need to send me those pictures for this week's short because those were really badass. I will do that. So I don't have to pull them down. Yep. Morningbadges.com. Thank you very much. Uh, moving on. That's Let's it. finish up. Let's uh, do a quick reminder. So we got the Flick Chat thing. Uh, I'll link it up in the show notes. Anyway, it's the Flick app. And if you use the code White Roof Radio, all lowercase, no uh, uh, no spaces. And that again is Flick app. Let me just double check. Basically, that. a behind the scenes kind of discussion where you know Flick. it's an instant chat with those of us in the on the inside. Yeah. Exactly. It's almost like a Black Roof Radio chat. Yeah. Right? Because it's a flick.app. I'll link it up in the show notes, guys. Anyway, it's kind of cool. You know what we're talking about in the Flick chat right now? The Vegas meetup happening. And and just like tomorrow. It literally is coming up very, very soon. 60 days. So, again, we are going to be in Las Vegas. I'll be there. Chad will be there. Todd will be there. We're trying to get Gabe to go. Brian Dallas is probably going to be there, maybe. And if Brian comes, I'm bringing my bicycle because he's bringing a bicycle. Anyway, we're going to be in Vegas, March 27th through the 29th. This is not going to be Ambiv. This is the Ambiv Remembrance Tour. We will be at Palace Station having gin and tonics by the pool. Or something. Or something. Uh, and we want you guys to come out and hang out. This will be so, 
super cool. We want to see some Mini Coopers on the top deck or 5B. It'll be rad and it could be really awesome. Uh, you're looking for something to do at the end of March anyway. We're going to hope we get nice weather and no wind, and we're going to be in Las Vegas. Again, that's March 27th, March 29th. That's Friday through Sunday in Pal Station, Las Vegas, Nevada. We don't have room codes or anything. We're just going, and we want you guys to meet us there. That's what that's the definition of a meetup. And, and <laughs> Friday night we'll be in the casino, probably at one of the bars. Yes, you will be able to. The place isn't that big. You'll find place it. isn't that big. Then, especially with the redo of Palace Station, you can actually just almost look and go, "Oh yeah, there they are, right over there." Yep. It's not like all crazy. And it's if you haven't been to Palace Station since they've redone it, it's really nice, nice now. It's nice now. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. It's really cool. Uh, but that's where we're going to be one more time: March twenty seventh through twenty ninth. Hope to see you there. Be dope. Finally, this is me last time because we're still in January. We're still in January. Membership drive. It's that time of year, right? Everybody's got to do it. And I've been telling you guys this, and it's helping. We're almost there. We're, we're almost getting there. close. And I'm just going to just, I'm just going to throw this out there is I really want White Roof Radio to be listener supported. How cool would that be? You guys owning White Roof Radio, right? I think that'll just be super. Duper awesome. You guys are not only own Wire Radio, you'd also own Ryan Bikes Radio as well. And you know what it's going to take for that to happen? 300 followers on the Patreon page. Simple. And you can give us a dollar and give us a quarter. I don't care. And I don't care how much money. I need 300 people. If I got 300 people supporting the show, we would not have any commercials. No sponsor spots. None. Just be you guys. And then we'd also be able to come up with some really cool ideas for prizes and things. Be dope. Patreon.com forward slash white roof radio. 300 listeners supporting the show. We go. Listener supported. Done, done. Make it happen. Thanks, guys. Uh, otherwise, we are done for the week. Don't forget the sponsors. Morning file. Check, check, and check. That means this is the part of the show where I do like to make the funny clicking sound. And then I say questions, comments, or concerns. Go ahead. Click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. Until next week, this is Stevie. I'm done. Go Chiefs. Oh, I forgot the Go Chiefs. My Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, baby. I, I know, dude. I know. I'm so excited for you. Right, I'll link that up. It's a uh, flick. I don't remember what it is. Flickchat.app.whiteroofradio something. What the hell is it? God, I feel like a spaz when I don't remember stuff like this. I mean, I am a spaz. We guys know this. <laughs>